I'm Katie. And I'm Coley. Welcome to the SVU Coven podcast, Little Witch Detectives. We did it. We did it. <laughs> we got here. We're recording. It's happening. Everything's fine. Yes. <laughs> um, I was laughing to myself because I'm always statistically late every time we have to record. And that's just such a Pisces thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm literally the stereotype of a Pisces. It's totally cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if the Duncan line wasn't so long, I would have been on time. Yeah, we tend to get long lines. Do what you got to do to get that coffee. Yep. All right, should we just jump into things? Yes, we shall. All right, cool. So we'll start with our witch talk, which is our special corner of the show where... Coley and I catch up about our lives a little bit for you guys. Uh, So I'll go first since I'm already talking. Um, Not a whole lot's been going on with me lately. I have been working at my new job, but also I went on vacation uh, to Pensacola Beach last week with my grandma and my aunt, and that was really fun. Um, And my car battery died as soon as I got home. Thank you, Mercury Retrograde. And uh, I had to get my car totally fixed this week so that kind of stunk but basically I'm just living a very adult life right now that's nice um it's nice I also moved my bedroom to a different bedroom in my house that's a lot bigger Mm -hmm. and has a lot more natural light and uh my friend Sabrina gave me a bunch of her old bedding and furniture and stuff and it's very witchy in nature so I kind of have cultivated my own little witchy space and so that's been pretty cool um so I've just been you know adulting but all good things I suppose yeah yeah what's going on with you so I started a new job on Monday um (laughs) I work at Duncan now Yay. Um, up in New Jersey, not the one that Katie just went to. <laughs> Alas, if it was the one I just went to, that would have been so fun. It would have been so fun. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I started a new job on Monday. I interviewed for another job on Wednesday at my college as a peer writing consultant. Um. I'm waiting to hear back on that. Mm -hmm. And if I get it, I'll have two jobs plus classes. So that's going to be busy. Yeah. (laughs) But good, good. Good busy. Yeah. Making money busy. (laughs) Yeah, we could all use that, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Um, But that's pretty much all that's been going on. That's all Mm -hmm. I've like had time for. You sound like you're in a positive headspace. I am. That's good. Yeah. All good things. Yes. <laughs> so, um, moving on to our next little corner, SVU is back. Woohoo! Um, and we've had new episodes every week. Um, the first couple weeks they were on at 8 o'clock. Now they're on at 9 o'clock. Um, and in other news, the mothership is coming back. Which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I um I have to go on a tangent rant really quick. If any of you are like me and you watch SVU on your NBC app through your parents' cable network, explain to me how it never works. Yeah. I've always had a problem with this since Coley and I started watching live pretty much together. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad switched from Charter, I think, to Dish. And he's letting me use his Dish Network just to watch SVU. And he gets NBC, but for whatever reason, when I log into the app, it's like, this is not supported. And then That's it just, so weird. It's so weird. And then it just, it won't work. So I've been having to watch the episodes next day on Hulu and haven't been able to live tweet with you guys for like two weeks now. I don't yeah. know what is going on. The past, couple, the past couple weeks I've been watching the next day because I've just been so tired. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, still, you know, hop over to Twitter because sometimes we catch it live. <laughs> yes. Once in a while. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, 
speaking of that, though, there's been quite a bit of drama in the SVU community this past week. Yeah. Um, particularly with Isabel Gillies. Is that yes. how you say her last name? Yes. Uh, she plays Kathy Stabler. Uh, and if you're not cut up, caught up on the new season, I would skip ahead a little bit into the episode because this is going to have some spoilers. Yeah. But um, essentially, the infamous letter that Elliot wrote to Olivia uh, from this season was written by Kathy. Yeah. Um, and Elliot added a little something at the end, but a very important something at the end. But, yes. Uh Kathy pretty much dictated what was written in the letter, not because she was trying to control Elliot, but more so because he didn't know what to say and he was very nervous about it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you're married to somebody for most of your life, they know the ins and outs of you. And so she was really helping him rather than um, doing anything malicious, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but the backlash from this was insane. Um, and a lot of new SVU people as well as old, but a lot of new SVU people were really ripping Kathy a new asshole. Excuse yeah. my French, but they were really, really pissed at her. And um, as a byproduct of that, they were tagging Isabel Gillies, who's no longer an af- actress to my knowledge. And, um, you know, came back to play Kathy just really for fun. And yeah. because she wanted to see her fam again, uh, you know, and it was so brutal and so unfair of her and even has impacted Mariska because Isabel and her are fairly close to my mm-hmm. knowledge. And yeah. they spent a lot of time talking about it. And, you know, it's really hit the SVU community, this hate towards Kathy Stabler and then as a byproduct of that towards Isabel. Yeah. Um, and in my opinion, she really doesn't deserve any of it because – she didn't write that. Exactly. And also, if you know anything about Kathy Stabler, you know that it wasn't done with malicious intent at all. Yeah. Um, and even though there was some jealousy about Elliot and Olivia from Kathy, in my opinion, I think she always trusted them because she loved them. And yeah. even in her final moments of life, she was happy to see them back working together. Yeah, exactly. And, you know after all this stuff that got put online Isabel wrote this Mm -hmm. article and talking about how this character that she had played for so many years was getting all this backlash and how it really hurt her Mm -hmm. and people read that article and instead of being apologetic it was well it was a joke right and I feel like the SVU fandom needs to learn the difference between impact and intent and how impact is so much more important than intent. Mm-hmm. And it just broke my heart. Um, yeah, and I think having a main character like Olivia, who is so much like Marishka, yeah, um, it can be hard to separate the two. Uh, yeah. They are very, very similar people because Mariska puts a lot of herself into Olivia. Um, yeah. Different in that I would argue Mariska's a little more on the dorky side. But, yes. <laughs> you know, I I can, as a person in the fandom, I know how hard it is to t- separate the person, the actor, from the character. Yeah. Uh, but truly, I don't think that Kathy or Isabel deserved this level of hate. Because uh, if you know anything about Kathy Stabler, you know that it wasn't um, as bad as people were portraying it to be. But to my knowledge, she was getting like death threats and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, so I would love to have Isabel on the show. going to manifest that right now. I would love to yeah. talk to her more in depth about this. Um, but I think it is something as members of the fandom that we should address because it's not healthy and like cancel culture in general is not really a good positive headspace to be in. No. Um, Nor did she deserve it, especially when she's building this life outside of SVU and is a mother and is working really hard to, you know, be Isabel. Yeah. And of course this started the whole hashtag or at least I believe this is what started the whole hashtag. I could be wrong. 
But the hashtag is SVU silenced me. Yeah. And it basically comes down to a ship because mm-hmm. their ship isn't canon. SVU silenced them and it's disgusting. Yeah. Um, and I think for a show that's such a safe place for survivors and has been for 23 years, yeah, uh, 22 years, um, it's disheartening to see so many people turning away from it just because they want to see two 60 year old characters finally fall in love yeah like <laughs> and like you know. there are so many people who are unfollowing marishka so many fans quote unquote who are unfollowing marishka because she stuck up for isabel mm-hmm. like i don't understand it no, Mariska's just being a good friend and she knows better than anyone how things can get in this fandom and um you know, honestly they're too old for this shit. Yeah. It's not like they're 20 years old anymore. It's not like the the writers are writing this EO script very much to please fans, but they're not going to it's not going to happen the way it's not all going to be lovey-dovey and perfect because that's not Elliot and Olivia. Exactly. And so that they may be teasing it to be that way in their trailers and then writing it differently in the episodes. And I may still be bitter, but (laughs) I, (laughs) I think like, you know, as someone who's wanted EO to get together for a very, very long time, um, I'm happy they're drawing it out a little bit. It makes it more interesting to watch. And the Kathy of it all is not going to just disappear. No. So, it's frustrating to me to see so many people turning on someone like Isabel, who's so nice and has done nothing but love SVU. Yeah. Um, and Mariska should defend her friend. Exactly. I think it would have been crazy if she didn't. So <laughs> I don't, I don't get it, but if you're listening to this and you agree with us, you disagree with us, we'd like to know, but I, I really love svu and it's such a happy safe place for coley and i yes that i think it's important to talk about these things when they happen yeah very important you know. and stop with the hate be groovy or leave man yeah like, like marishka literally said the lips left the lips left her words nope the words left her lips live and let live baby yeah Anyway, Isabel, we love you. We'd love to have you on the show if you're listening yes. to this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is your episodic reminder to rate, review, and subscribe. Um, rating mm-hmm. and subscribing are the most important. They tell the algorithm that we are being listened to by people and they will promote us to other people who may like the same thing. Um, reviewing is just really, really nice, and we lost all our reviews when we switched podcast hosts, and we miss them. So please, we review. miss them. <laughs> the energy exchange is so nice. Yes. <laughs> uh, in the same vein, if you're wanting to keep up with us in any way, we do have some social media outlets you can head over to. We're most active on Instagram at SVU Coven. We post everything there first, so any updates if we're pausing the show or you just want to look at some dank SVU memes, head over to SVU Coven on Instagram. Likewise, if you're wanting to get more involved with us, if you're interested in booking any readings with us, or you just want to talk about all things SVU, you can head to our Discord. The link to the Discord does expire, so you want to get in there as fast as you can. The way that you get to it is from DMing us on Instagram, shooting us an email at svucoven at gmail.com, and we will send you the Discord link. You can join it. If you're not familiar with Discord, it's kind of like uh, Slack, but easier. Um, You can uh, talk to us one-on-one. You can talk in a group. It's kind of like a big group chat for all things SVU Coven. So if you want to join the Coven, make sure to hit us up. We'll shoot you a link, and we may have a link in the description as well. Uh, and head over there. We really want to grow it up because I know there's a lot of you that listen to us. I see you guys on Twitter and I would love to get more involved with you as well. Yes. All right. So 
I pulled a quick self-love affirmation for us from the Mantra app, uh, not sponsored, but would love to be. I said, what does SVU Coven need to know today? And that self-love affirmation is patience is a sign of strength. Practice it. Oh, that's perfect. And I know uh, in my own life, this is something I need to remember. I'm very impatient and a very anxious person. Mm -hmm. And I often want things to happen right away, um, especially with people in my life. And I think it's a good reminder, like, to be patient, create the space, allow yourself to be calm and, you know, Take some deep breaths. If you're not operating a vehicle, close your eyes and repeat this to yourself. If you are operating a vehicle, you can still take deep breaths. Breathing is important. Yeah. But uh, keep your eyes open while you're driving and just remember patience is a sign of strength and make sure to practice that in your everyday life. Yes. So this is kind of a special episode. This is a special episode. Uh, we are doing an intro to tarot episode. Yay! Uh, the first of maybe a tarot or astrology series, if you guys are down for that. Um, Polly, you want to talk about how this came about? Sure. So last week, um, SVU Coven got a message from a little pretty underscore SVU, um, who is the sweetest, sweetest girl. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, she uh, had questions about the tarot card necklaces that Mariska wears, um, namely the star and the lovers. Um, and she asked, you know, what they mean. And uh, for me, for us to tell her a little bit more about tarot, um, Katie was on vacation. So I took the message and I pretty much told her what the tarot, the star and the lovers mean and gave her a brief intro into tarot um, because she said she knew nothing about it other than what she hears on the show. Um, so um, after that, she said, you know, it might be a good idea to do an intro to tarot episode for people like me who don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. So I brought the idea to Katie. She loved it. And here we are. Yeah. And I thought it might be a cool way for us to delve into some more witchy stuff here on yeah. the show. And um, I realized a lot of our SVU listeners that come just to watch SVU with us probably don't know that much about astrology and tarot. And even yeah. though Coley and I reference it a lot and we do tarot readings every episode, uh, I think it's just a cool way for us to talk a little bit more about it. Yeah, Um, exactly. These episodes are more free for all, even though we have notes, we'll probably just be talking and going off on tangents as we usually do. Um, but if you haven't already, we actually have done astrology episodes in the past where you can listen to us roast Mariska and Olivia Benson's charts. So definitely go check out that episode if you're interested in astrology and let us know if you'd like us to make it a series Um, because we could do an intro to astro as well and kind of bounce off of that Um, and maybe have some tarot readers or astrology chart interpreters on the show as well. Yeah, that'd be fun. I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So shall we just get into it? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what is tarot? Tarot is a form of divination. It's just one form of of divination, which is pretty much fortune telling. Um, And it uses a deck of cards that have um, 78 cards in them. And um, they're referred to as the 78 pathways. Um. You'll often hear us talking about how the cards don't lie. Mm-hmm. And that's because, you know, even though we we think that we're pulling cards by chance, when you look at the deeper meaning, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a minor arcana and a major arcana. The minor arcana 
consists of four suits. Um, oh my goodness, why am I having a brain fart? Uh, swords, wands, cups, and pentacles. Mm-hmm. And though that's more like a regular deck of playing cards, um, though it does have a page in it instead of just like a jack, a king, and a queen. Um, it has a page, a knight, a king, and a queen, and it has an ace, two through ten. Um, so that's just like a regular card card deck of playing cards, um, which you can also read tarot from. Mm-hmm. I've gotten um, a tarot reading from a regular deck of cards as well as some Uno cards before. That's um, awesome. Because numbers and colors often mean a lot uh, in general. Yeah. But don't if you're interested in tarot, I wouldn't start with that. It's more of like a fun little side thing. Yeah, no, I don't even <laughs> I don't even read playing cards. No, yeah. Um but uh and then there's the mind the major arcana <coughs> which excuse me. You okay? Yes. Okay. The major arcana consists of twenty-two cards ranging from things like the fool, the empress, the lovers, the hermit to judgment, the world, the sun, the moon, and the star. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... Um, I don't know how to explain the Major Arcana. Uh, it's... You'll... I don't want to say they're like bonus cards, but they are outside of your traditional four types of tarot cards. Yeah. And... They all symbolize very specific and somewhat intense things, like the tower, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you go along and you're studying and have guidebooks and things like that, you'll start to learn them fairly easily and find that they tend to complement uh, the more traditional cards. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a brief introduction into what tarot is. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of want to talk about like what tarot means to us. Uh, we, I'm probably going to take these next two points together. So I started, um, practicing tarot in 2015, which it's now 2021. I can't do math. I majored in English, but that's how many years I've been practicing. (laughs) Um, and I've always been drawn to the witchier side of life, I guess you could say. It's not Mm -hmm. necessarily my religious practice, but it is my spiritual practice. And uh, I had friends that were really into tarot at the time. And I knew nothing about it, but I went into a witch store near my house, a metaphysical shop. And I had been there one time before with a friend, but I had never gone alone. And I decided, you know, I want to I want to just buy my own deck. I Traditionally, people say not to buy your own first deck and someone should give it to you. But I didn't have anyone in my life that was willing to do that at the time. Yeah. So I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go pick up my own deck just so I can start learning. Um, and I still have that deck. It's the Crystal Visions deck for anyone that's wondering. I still practice with it sometimes. And... I just started to learn and I would read for myself. I would do free readings for my friends. I would do readings by donation at the time just to just practice and read for everybody. I was glued to my guidebook, you know, Um, and I really, to me, provided a way to understand myself a little bit better, Mm -hmm. but it's almost like therapy for me in a way because it's the universe having my back truly. And, um, sometimes the cards are brutal. They're not always nice to us, but, uh, when I met my friend, Christine, who I'm going to talk about a little bit later, uh, she kind of became my staple tarot reader in my life. And we often read for each other and I always pay her a little something, but you know, we're homies. So it's not necessarily, um, paying for a service more. So we just do it to kind of help each other out when we need it. Mm -hmm. And, it's such an anxiety relief for me. Like if I have something going on in my life that I need help with or direction on, I can go to Christine and say, Hey, can you pull a couple cards for me? I just want to know what, 
the universe is thinking and see if it aligns with what I'm thinking, or maybe I need advice on something. And it's a wonderful way to connect with the world around you and to guide you in the direction that you need to go. And um, I think people are wary when they hear about tarot or psychics in general and think, oh, that's probably like some woo-woo shit I don't want to get involved in. But uh, for me, it's kind of a way to get advice from something unbiased. Yeah. Uh, a lot like seeing a therapist. Um, yeah. Like, cause I know Christine knows me. And so when she gives me a reading, maybe she'll add in some personal stuff, but she comes at it so unbiased because she lets the card speak for her. Yeah. Um, so I know it's not just her giving me advice as my friend, but also the universe guiding me in the direction that I need to go in. And so to me, tarot is something very sacred and very special. Um, And when you meet other tarot readers, it's so exciting. I remember when Coley and I used to first start talking about it, it would make me giddy because I was like, oh my gosh, somebody gets me, you know? Yeah. Um, So it's tarot kind of creates a little community along with it because when you start to meet other people, you're like, wow, it's not just me. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So... Um, I got, well, it's hard to explain. I've always been drawn to tarot. Um, I think my grandmother bought me my first deck when I was like 10. Um, but I didn't really do anything with it. It was more just about looking at the pictures and figuring out what stuff meant. Um, But I really started practicing in 2017, I want to say. Maybe 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, I got myself the Mystic Mondays Tarot deck. And um, I got them because I was drawn to what they looked like. Because Mm -hmm. they're holographic on the side. It's really, really cool. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Um, yeah. Um, and tarot to me is about listening to what the universe is trying to tell you. And um, just being open to that and knowing that, you know, there are no quote-unquote bad cards you know there's there's a death card but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad card it means rebirth and Mm -hmm. you know knowing that there's nothing there's no such thing as a bad card Mm -hmm. though the cards may be brutal and they may be brutally honest it's not a bad card you know so knowing that kind of puts me at ease a little bit with it Mm -hmm. um because I'm an anxious mess. <laughs> yeah. So if I had, if I, if there were bad cards, quote unquote, I don't know that I'd be able to do it. But because there aren't, um, I can do it and I can realize that, you know what? Maybe they're being brutally honest, but hey, it's what I need to hear right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, I love getting to read for my friends. Um, Most of my friends I do free tarot readings for. Um, And they always tell me that it's just so spot on. Yes. And like, they're (laughs) amazed. So. Yeah, it's really fun. I had a friend um, get their first tarot reading. I didn't do it, but I was witness to it. Yeah. Uh, a couple of weeks ago and the whole time that the reading was happening I know a lot about my friend right and so I was sitting there like this is so spot on they're gonna be so tripped out and at first you know he was really nervous he was like oh my gosh this is so accurate and he was scared that it was gonna be something bad and I was like listen it's never bad it's yeah. just guiding you in the direction you need to go exactly. and sometimes the cards throw a little tough love at you, but that's what you needed to hear today. And he was so like 
surprised and humbled and felt safe after getting his reading because it was so real to him. Yeah. And that's like the best thing ever. (laughs) Yeah. I remember when I did my first like free reading, I don't remember who it was for. Was it for you? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) It could be. We've done some readings for each other, I feel like. Yeah. I don't remember exactly who it was for, but it was someone that I knew well. And I remember just saying, okay, I know you, and this is so eerily accurate that I need you to pay attention and listen. I love that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, we, if we do further episodes in this tarot series, we can really delve into the cards. We could do, like, an episode per um, type of card or something like that. But I did want to go over some examples. Uh, and to tie it into SVU a little bit, I thought we would talk about the cards that Mariska wears around her neck every day. Yes. Um, and also, I just want to say, Mariska's a witch. Yep. <laughs> she just is. She just is. She's wearing tarot card necklaces that cost more than my house around her neck every day, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but I thought I'd let you take this one away. Okay. So, um, we're going to go over the star and the lovers. The star is number 17 in the major arcana. And when it's upright, it means hope, faith, purpose, renewal, and spirituality. And when it's reversed or upside down, it means lack of faith, despair, self-trust, and disconnection. So Mm -hmm. that's another thing that we didn't go over in the what is tarot, that they have two different meanings depending on if they're upright or reversed or upside down. I also should say that not everybody reads reversed. So if you are not called to read a card reverse and you do pull it that way, you do not have to read it that way. If that is your intuition and feeling of the card. Yeah, Um, exactly. I, I actually, it depends on the deck I use for me. So some of my decks I read reversed and then other ones I have, where they don't include reversed in the guidebook. And so I try to honor that and read them upright. Right. So, uh, you know, I we'll talk more about guidebooks in a minute, but yes. I don't often use them anymore just because I've been practicing for so long. Um, and I really like to be in tune with my cards and read them authentically. Yeah. So I do have a couple of decks that advise you don't read reversed. So it really kind of depends on you as the reader, how you want to interpret it. Exactly. So um, that's the star. And then the lovers is number six in the major arcana. And upright, it means harmony, love, relationships, values, alignment, and choices. And reversed, it means self-love, disharmony, imbalance, misalignment of value. Mm-hmm. I love the lover's card. It's such a good one. Yeah. And it's always so pretty. It's always so pretty. Like, if Pick you a, look da- at- a guidebook that's pretty. <laughs> yeah. And a, a deck that's pretty. Yeah. If you if you look at the one that Mariska wears, it's, um, I believe, a peacock and a peahen. Hmm. Um, that's so Mariska. Lovers. Yeah. Very NBC. Yeah. um but i always love the lover's card Mm -hmm. um if you're getting a love reading and the lovers is pulled for you it's just so full circle to me yeah yeah definitely um so those are the two examples we wanted to specifically go over with this episode yes and if you spot marishka wearing them tag us in it because we'll probably repost it yes (laughs) um moving on i did want us to talk a little bit about our favorite cards um my favorite card is always changing but at the moment my favorite card is the fool 
And I may have talked about this before on the show, but uh, the full card is number zero, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, In the majors. And what I love about him is that the fool, you hear that and you think like, oh, are you saying I'm an idiot or are you saying I'm stupid or something like that? And that's not the case at all. The fool represents like being naive, but an extreme passionate optimism about him. Um, He likes to see the best in everything, the good in people, the good in the world. And uh, often the fool card is a sign of, you know, tread carefully with what you're doing. Don't be too naive, but remember to love and appreciate the little things. Um, And don't take the world too seriously. I think we get caught up in, especially nowadays in the news and being constantly online and knowing what everyone is doing all the time that we forget to stop and smell the roses a little bit. Yeah. Um, And the deck that I use, which I'll talk about more later, is the Trip and Wait Tarot deck, which is an LSD acid trip themed deck. It's hippie to its core, rainbows on every card, very me. (laughs) And... um. They actually have two full full cards in the deck. Um, So it's a non-traditional tarot deck. But uh, it's kind of crazy because I did have one reading I was doing for somebody where I pulled the fool twice. Um, And I had this overwhelming sense of, like, gratitude to this card. Mm -hmm. Because it's such a beautiful reminder of being positive and lifting those weights that are keeping you negative really yeah um always a reminder to be careful and not be too naive in certain situations keep your wits about you but i think the fool is so much more than just that yeah Um, and i think he's a very misunderstood card but a good one yes yes um my favorite card is the high priestess it's number two in the major arcana Um, Mm -hmm. It stands for intuition, subconscious, sacred knowledge, and the divine feminine. Um, I just love that because I feel like I rely a lot on my intuition and my subconscious knowledge. Um, I mean, I've always been somebody who knows random tidbits of information that will help me nowhere but (laughs) (laughs) um water sign things yeah so (laughs) i just i relate to that one a lot um Mm -hmm. yeah my friend sabrina uh is very connected with the high priestess as well and every reading she ever does she pulls it whether it's for herself or for somebody else Um, I think she's pretty dope and represents a lot of goodness as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so moving right along here, we're knocking this out. Yeah. So this is a question that I always, always ask tarot readers. I asked my friend Christine this the other day, but if you could get a tarot tattoo, which one would you get? Oh boy. That's a hard (laughs) choice. I should point out that we both have tattoos, Coley and I. Yes. Um, that's a really hard choice. Um, I'd probably go for um, strength. Yeah. Just because of what it represents. Um, that's the tarot card that I wear around my neck. Again, mm-hmm. it's not more expensive than a house, but <laughs> it's it's my personal tarot card that I wear around my neck. Um, yeah. So I'd yeah. probably go with strength. I think that's perfect because when I think of you, strength is a word that often comes to my mind. Thank um, you. Even though... Sometimes saying somebody is strong can be a little condescending in nature, but it is something that I relate to you in a lot of ways. Thank you. (laughs) Um, 
my card which will actually bleed into the next point a little i think i would get the sun and the moon mm-hmm. um maybe on opposite sides of my body or um i don't know i i a lot of people say not to get tarot card tattoos but then a lot of people have them also so it kind of depends how you feel and interpret it but in my big three of my astrological chart i have a cancer moon and a leo rising and the corresponding tarot cards to that are the sun and the moon um, mm-hmm. because Cancer's ruled by the moon and Leo's ruled by the sun. They're the only signs not ruled by planets. Yeah. So I've always been drawn to the moon card. I don't get to pull him very often, but I, I uh, do love that card very much. And I think the sun and the moon obviously are the yin and the yang. They complement each other in a lot of ways. So I think it would be cool to honor that somehow in tarot card form on my body. I just don't know where I would put them yet or how big they would be. Yeah, exactly. A a lot of people do tarot cards on their thighs and make it pretty big. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I think those are beautiful. So I've often thought about that, but then I was like, do I want them on both thighs? (laughs) Yeah. So I, um, I know for me, like I've, thought about placement and stuff if I were to get a tarot tattoo um both of the sides of my thighs are taken up um Mm -hmm. well one of them is taken up currently the other one is reserved for another tattoo that I have in mind that I want Mm -hmm. um so they're both kind of taken up currently and I always think do I want them on the front of my thighs or do I want them on like the back of my calves yeah um stuff like that so yeah um but to continue on I uh wanted to talk very briefly about this I'm not going to go in depth because it's really complicated but if you're also into astrology tarot and astrology kind of go hand in hand with each other a -hmm. lot of people like when I do a tarot reading I ask people for their chart or at least their big three so I can kind of interpret them a little bit better Uh, I also do Reiki on my tarot cards before I pull them as well as I use crystals to kind of heighten the experience as well I have a crystal themed tarot deck that I use sometimes that will tell you what kind of crystal can help you uh, in your particular situation but astrology and tarot are really sisters in a way to me um Because they kind of go hand in hand. So I'm a Pisces and um, the moon card actually is applicable to Pisces as well as cancer. And um, for another example, like the cups are a water theme. So they often are applied to water signs like Pisces, Cancer, Scorpio. Um, And everything kind of goes hand in hand. So if you utilize astrology in your tarot practice, it can really deepen the results of the cards you pull. Yeah. And we can talk more about that in a future episode. Um, But I did want to mention it as something that might pique some of your interests because I think it's a really cool way to add a little something into your readings. uh, That's more in depth. Um, And astrology and tarot are very uh, complicated and require a lot of studying but if you're interested in it, it's definitely a cool way to kind of combine the two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I also was thinking we could talk about the decks that we have. Okay. Uh, the ones that I use the most at the moment, actually the one I use the most at the moment is my trip and weight tarot deck, mm-hmm. uh, the hippie one. But I've also been getting into Oracle cards a little bit, which is uh, another conversation for another day if you're interested about Oracle cards. But I've been using the Moonology deck, which is uh, one that I often use on the show as well. I love Um, the Moonology deck. Yeah, it does everything. It's a great, another great example of astrology and tarot as one because the cards are all based on the phases of the moon Mm -hmm. and what zodiac sign those moon phases are in. Yeah. So... Uh, it's pretty cool, but I like to use them together uh, to kind of see what the moon is trying to say along yeah. with the universe. Uh, and I'm very in tune with the moon. <laughs> so I 
have been using those the most. I also have the Crystal Visions deck, and then I have a Crystal specific deck. Um, but I definitely would say I use Trip and Wait the most, mostly because I'm trying to get familiar with it. Yeah. Since it is a non-traditional deck, I try to use it as much as possible to kind of deepen my practice with it. Yeah. So um, my favorite deck at the moment is my Pride Tarot deck. Um, I use that one the most right now. Um, but I also have the Mystic Mondays tarot deck, which is another non-traditional tarot deck. Um, they have princesses of the suits, um, which, um, princesses and princes of the suits, which you don't usually see in tarot decks. Um, and, um, I also have the Golden Girls tarot Mm. deck that's based off of the Rider Waite tarot decks. Yeah, I um that reminded me my favorite band, uh, the used, which are if you're into emo music, you definitely know who the used is. But their most recent album called Heartwork was tarot and astrology themed nice. in their artwork. Um, which is really cool because it's a band of forty year old men. So it's interesting to see them kind of basically say, Hey, we're witches. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they made, as part of their merch line, they had their fans design tarot cards for each of their songs. Oh, that's cool. From the album, yeah. And so, of course, I bought it immediately. Yeah. Uh, the only It's a non-traditional deck, kind of like the Golden Girls deck, where it's themed around them, yeah. obviously. And so it's not a... I don't know if the Golden Girls one is, but uh, the used tarot deck is not a complete tarot deck. Um, and it's more of a novelty item. Yeah. But it is cool to practice with them a little bit because they do have cards like the lovers in there. Um, and it's really cool that the fans designed the artwork for it. Yeah. And uh, it was just kind of full circle for me because this is a band that has meant so much to me since I was a kid in middle school. And to see them kind of delve into like their artwork has the Zodiac in it um, and the cards are all li- I mean, it's a tarot deck. And so I just, I think that's so cool. (laughs) That is really cool. Um, So really quickly, I wanted to talk about guidebooks a little bit. Mm -hmm. So each tarot deck you buy will most likely have a guidebook written by the person who designed the tarot deck. So each guidebook is a little bit different and each deck is a little bit different. Uh, So what you're attracted to is probably what you need and how the universe wants you to practice but uh the guidebooks help you learn and it helps you study and so each new deck you get you'll probably find even if you're not a guidebook person that you'll open it up and look at it when you have some questions about the cards and how they work yeah um and it can also tell you a lot about the artist and the writer of the deck and help you kind of learn how they would interpret uh the cards So I highly recommend when you start out, definitely always use your guidebook. Yes. Uh, If you're like me, (laughs) you probably left guidebooks behind long ago. But even with my trip and weight deck that I use all the time, I keep the guidebook around whenever I do readings, just in case I pull something and I'm like, I don't really know how this works in tandem with the other cards I pulled. Then I'll pull it up, I'll read it, and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And then it all kind of will come together. Like I even have, so the trip and wait deck doesn't come with a guidebook, but they have a PDF of their guidebook online yeah, uh, to save a little paper, you know? And so I, I even have it pulled up right now because I'm going to do a reading here in a minute. And I just like to have it as kind of like a backup um, because I think as humans, we are always students and we are always learning. Yeah. So there's no shame in using your guidebook. I know Coley likes to use their guidebooks too. I do. um I use my guidebooks um for my pride tarot deck I'm trying to get away from the guidebook because what the guidebook is is pretty much describing the art from the artist um Mm -hmm. because each of the cards is designed by a different artist it's a collaborative tarot deck um so it describes what the art is from the artist of that particular card um so i try to get away from that um 
and focus on the meanings. And for that, I have this really cool planner called a virtual planner. Um, and that's virtual with a W. Um, and inside of it, it has a tarot carded meanings re- cheat sheet. So um, I can just look at that and it'll give me the basics of what each tarot card means. And I use that mainly because I have a terrible memory. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. So there's no shame in using a guidebook, no hate coming from here. I know you can see a lot of uh, the tarot readers on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram. They just go and they don't yeah. use guidebooks. But I think it's a common misconception nowadays, especially for baby readers, that you have to use a guidebook um, or you shouldn't use a guidebook, either one. And yeah. so I think, you know, it's oh, there's no shame in it. If you want to no. use a guidebook, use it and use it proudly. You're still yeah. learning. We're always learning. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to take some time to shout out some tarot readers aside from us. I think picking a tarot reader is a very personal experience, kind of like picking a therapist. And yeah. not everybody is everybody's cup of tea. Uh, so I just wanted to shout out some good readers that I know. If you're over on Instagram, you can hit up my personal tarot reader, Christine, uh, at Seaweed Tarot. She also does free readings on Twitch uh, under Seaweedy. And uh, I'm a mod for Twitch stream, actually. So you'll see me in the chat if you head over there mm-hmm. uh, to watch her Twitch. I'm always there talking to her just in case no one else shows up. But she actually has gained quite a cult following. So usually people pop in and get readings from her. She's very talented, very sweet. Uh, she's a Capricorn, so you know that her readings are going to be very accurate because she takes them very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also wanted to shout out my bestie, Sabrina. She actually does not do like, it's not like a career of hers to do tarot. She's a wedding photographer, but she's also a very talented reader. She's Sabrina Fatel on Instagram. Uh, and if you hit her up, she usually does like a $10 reading and she's very, very talented. So I just wanted to take a moment, uh, to tell you about that. You can also hit her up to be your wedding photographer or elopement engagement sessions, all of that fun stuff. She's very sweet and very cool. Um, and probably the witchiest person I know. So, um, definitely head over to check out Christine and Sabrina. Yes. And I would like to shout out OMG Tarot on uh, Instagram. Um, She's my friend Lindsay from high school. And I actually just got my first tarot reading by her. And it was so eerily accurate um, that it just blew my mind. Um, She's one of the tarot readers who don't read reverse tarot cards. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh it was it's she's really good um she's she pretty much goes all over new jersey um to do events um she was at uh lunar fair um Mm -hmm. a few weeks ago which is how i got my reading um and we were talking and she's like i really love reading for other tarot readers because they have a base knowledge of what the cards mean already mm-hmm. so it's yeah um yeah she's wonderful um but if you don't have that base knowledge she will go through and say you know this means this and all that stuff so yeah. she's wonderful um again you can follow her on at omg tarot on instagram i love reading for other tarot readers sometimes one time christine asked me she was like hey i can you pull some cards for me but not interpret it because i want to see what they make me feel when i see what you pull for me and so i just pulled a couple cards for her and sent her a picture and she was able to look at my cards and really feel intensely what they were trying to tell her without me even having to say anything Mm -hmm. um and I thought that was pretty cool. We don't normally do that, but it was just kind of a one-time thing to see how it went. Uh, yeah. And I thought that was a pretty cool thing to, like, connect with another tarot reader like that. Yeah. 
Um, but if you don't want to, you should go follow all of our lovely tarot readers we mentioned today. Yes. But if you want to book a reading with us, that is also possible. Um, we are both readers, even though we have other things going on in our lives, but we still would love to do a reading for you guys. Yes. Um, so if you want to book with me, it's pretty easy. You can join our Discord and shoot me a DM or pop into our tarot channel and ask. Um, you can DM me on social media. I'm at Rose Catholic on all social media. Um, and I usually do readings virtually. So uh, not a video or anything, but I will do your reading and send you pictures of what I pull and give you my interpretation of it. I currently am doing it by donation. Uh, so you can pay me any amount you want to. It really doesn't matter. If you only have two cents in your bank account, then that's fine. You can also ask for a free reading. I do those often as well. Um, but traditionally, I charge $11.11 for a three-card pull. Um, I try not to make it too pricey. I know a lot of people charge more for that, but since it's more of an energy exchange to me uh, and not my full-time job, I'm able to be flexible with that. Uh, you can also email us at svucoven at gmail.com and we'd be happy to give you a reading through there as well. Yes. Um, so if you want to book me, um, you can send me a DM on Discord. You can uh, go on the Discord server, um, the Tarot Tribe Discord server, and um, book me there. Um, or you can DM me on Instagram at Coley Marie or Twitter at Coley Marie X. Um, and then um, I charge $15 for a three card poll personally. Um, I used to charge five, but then I was like, I'm undervaluing myself so much right now. <laughs> so, Word. <laughs> you know, that whole saying, know your worth and that tax. So. I charge 15 right now, um, but I will also do based on donation if, um, if you need to. And um, I will also do free tarot readings. Usually like a first reading with somebody is free for me. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Cool. So if you want to book with us, definitely check that out. Um, and then we are going to do some tarot readings for you guys. Yes. So and I'm I just... hate to do this, but my grandfather is asking me to do lunch. So we should probably hurry this up a little bit. All right. Well, I'm going to pick a card really quick. We'll just do one card. Yeah. All right. So I pulled, I'm using the Trip and Wait Tarot deck, and I have the Seven of Cups. Uh, Seven of Cups to me is a very, very hopeful card. Wanting to fill your cup. Um the glass is not half empty. It's half full. You have wishes, hopes, and dreams. Um, it represents temporary pleasures, can also mean kind of guilty pleasures like lust, things like that. Um, but it's a very in the now card about being hopeful and happy and in the moment. Uh, you're allowed to dream big and you're allowed to think about the future, but sometimes it's important to go back to the present and you're allowed to have these temporary pleasures, these guilty pleasures. You're allowed to do things that make you happy. And if they ma make you happy today in this moment, then go for it. Yeah. There's no reason why you have to always be thinking about the bigger picture. So um, the tarot card that jumped out at me, um, this is a jumper, um, was the Ace of Pentacles. And it stands for New Financial Opportunity, Manifestation, and Abundance. So um, I feel like this is like the perfect card for me right now, starting a new job and working on getting a second. Um, but it's perfect for anybody who's listening. There's a new financial opportunity coming your way, um, abundance coming your way if you manifest it it will come to paraphrase the you know if you build it they will come mm -hmm. adage or whatever it's called um yeah i love that me too <laughs> all right so well. 
once again, rate, review, subscribe. Rating and subscribing are very, very important. It helps us with the algorithm. Reviewing is just very nice because we did lose all our reviews when we switched podcast hosts and we miss them. We miss them. And if you're still listening, head over to our Instagram at SVU Coven and tell us what your favorite tarot card is in the comments. Uh, And make sure to give us a follow. And if you want to stay more connected, especially about tarot stuff, join our Discord. We'll have a link for you available. They do expire. So you want to get in there while you still can. DM us on Instagram or email us at svucoven at gmail.com to get that link. If you want to be on the show, you want to sponsor the show, anything like that, hit us up in our email as well. We would love to hear from you. Yes. And that's our show. That's our show. Right at an hour, baby. There we go. (laughs) All right. Well, I love you and I will talk to you soon. Okay. Love you too. Blessed be. Blessed be. Bye. Bye.